0: The Zone with Jason Anderson. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? Rainbows have nothing to hide. On Sports Radio 810 WHB. Do you remember doing that, Matt? I do remember doing that, and I do recall that it is better than my Chewbacca. So.
1: <laughs> it definitely was better than your Chewbacca. Matt Derrick, well, of Chiefs I'm Digest have to with us. i get that one out for next break. That's true, Matt, because I think uh, I'm going to keep you for at least a couple segments as long as, uh, as you won't mind hanging out with us here in the zone. I'm Joshua Briscoe, Beers McFly, the other side of the glass. Jason Anderson out today. Uh, Matt Derrick of Chiefs Digest joining us now on the phone. Matt, uh, how's the uh, Super Bowl hangover treating you?
0: Um, just fine um, It sounds know.
1: like it You sound like you're still doing a Muppet <laughs> yeah. voice
0: I have not had a cold Since the last time the Chiefs won the Super Bowl Wow Yeah, I mean, it's like the longest stretch of my life Without a cold And I go to Phoenix for nine days And come back with a cold So,
1: Well, I, so I, I, I know I speak for Kansas City When I say thank you for your sacrifice Because um, I imagine that that is directly correlated And not, not an accident at all
0: Uh, uh, Exactly. I mean, the things I do for you people... <laughs> I hope you all appreciate it.
1: Uh, I certainly do. Uh, let's. Uh, we, we talked obviously right after the show, uh, right after the game on, on the postgame show, and I, I do want to take like another trip back down some Super Bowl topics because uh, God knows there are a lot of really, really good ones. Uh, but, but if we could start, if you don't mind, with the, the news today that it, it seems like it's all continuing to move towards Eric Bieniemy being the next offensive of coordinator of the Washington Commanders. Um, I know there's a lot going on in in that whole equation. We talked about it for twenty minutes to open the show, um, and, and I also had heard some people talk about uh, the locker room after the Super Bowl with Eric Bieniemy in particular. Um, players seeming to go out of their way to spend some of their celebration time with Bieniemy. The the sideline hug with Reed and Bieniemy. Did, did you get any of that feeling when when you were there in terms of uh, it, it kind of feeling like an open secret that that might have been Eb's last game as a chief?
0: Yeah, it, it did feel like that. It absolutely did. And uh, I heard I heard a lot of what you were talking about in the first hour. and I have to say ditto. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much lockstep with you on everything. Um, but, yeah, it, it did seem like that. And I, I didn't get to the, the talk a lot with the E.B. last week. Um, it seemed like we were always in different places at different times. But from what I did hear from him, you know, I don't, I don't know. He seemed like a little bit more in a reflective mood. And I think certainly when we heard Andy talk about the subject of E.B., I mean, there's been a tone and a a tenor to his answers that makes me feel like that. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of hinting that it's going to be the last ride.
1: This is like a weirdly, I don't know, loaded angle on it. But is there is there any sense from you that that Andy Reid has been like, hey, like, you like any any pushing from him to say, "Hey, go go ahead and go try to do this somewhere else," even if it's not like in a way that is necessarily beneficial for the Chiefs. Like it, his, his Andy Reid's answer on Monday was was a stranger one than most of the ones he's given about the enemy.
0: Yeah, and you know, and and we're dealing with almost everything on this as conjecture because mm-hmm. we don't have anybody to just flat out has said either on or off the record. Here's why Eric enemy hasn't been getting jobs. You know, and so we're kind of left with creating our own reasons for why he's not getting jobs, mm-hmm. and I think that you know, by and large, you know, we're all probably you know putting our own experiences or observations and, and feelings behind whatever our rationale is for 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 very good to I me mean, not having a job. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, if. If that if it is indeed the case, and you know, and I was thinking about this during the game, but I'm guilty of too just as much as I think anybody else. But whenever we talk about anything spectacular that the Chiefs do, or does, often does rather, uh, you know, I mean, the first thing out is Andy Reid's a genius. Mm-hmm. Oh man, you know, Andy Reid. And if we're going to continue to do that, and, and, and me being somebody who is absolutely in the Eric Bieniemy deserves a job and should have been hired yesterday, if not a year ago or three years ago, camp. If I'm guilty of that, too, then, yeah, maybe he does need to get out of the shadow. But it doesn't make any sense because other coaches have had no problems getting out of Andy Reid's shadow. Why Eric Bietamia is, you draw your own conclusions. But there's so many things that just don't add up. And, I mean, if is what it takes for him to move on, I mean, I'm, I'm sad because, you know, this has been a great run in Kansas City. He's been an incredible coach. There's not a single player other than... Um, I think maybe a couple of bitter ones, mm-hmm. that, for, which, <laughs> for which Eric the Enemy had to be the, the bad guy to tell him the bad news that their career was over. Yep. Other than that, there's nobody with a bad word to say about this guy.
1: Last thing on Biondi then is just I, what do you think about Washington as a fit? Because I my my initial thought when that report started coming out was oh no please don't let him please don't let him go there because I I have my fears as you may have heard in the first hour that what if there's new ownership what if they go six and eleven and then the Ron Rivera experience isn't getting it done anymore is, is that a chance for Biondi's career to end up taking a step backward? But the inverse is that. Ron Rivera and Andy Reid have reportedly been in conversation, and um, that it would be his offense, depending on who the quarterback is, Sam Howell or whoever Sam Howell is currently holding a spot for. Uh, I, pros and cons and all the things that you see with, with Washington as the, the likely landing spot. How do you feel like that's going to set up for Biennemi?
0: I mean, of all the possibilities, I mean, it seems like the best. Um, I, I would have thought, man, him and Mike Vrabel in Tennessee together might actually get it done. Yeah. That um, that would, that would have, I thought been a really good opportunity, um, but you know, a, a, hey, it, it can very well be that Washington is able to offer him more than what Tennessee can, and whether it's in title or money or power or all of these things, um, you know, maybe that's that's the deal, that's the difference maker, and and I'm with you, although I, I take a different view on that. I take it from the standpoint of, you know, right now. The, the Washington team is one of, in, in a category of the eight teams that I say are in the NFL at any particular moment in time who don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And, yeah, and and so I would normally say don't go to one of those. But guess what? Yeah, the ownership change makes me feel like that's a good place to go because things can all get better. Yeah, I mean, it hits rock bottom in Washington with the current ownership. The next owner, almost, I mean, unless it's Hitler, it's going to be better. And it's probably not going to be him. Well, it's probably not.
1: It's probably <laughs> not. But it would be hard for... It.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's that's profound, Matt. That's, that is hyperbole, I, I, just, I guess I should say. I, I was sitting over true, here editing,
1: hyperbole. sad fans, I had my headphones off. I thought I heard... I, I think I missed some context there. I, I'm very intrigued to go back and listen to that later. I, just I, think, I,
0: think, I think I may... I, we weren't really even arguing, but I invoked Godwin's law pretty quickly. God, I've been
1: trying to remember what that's called for months, Matt. For months, I've been trying to remember Godwin's Law, yeah. Wow, that's thank you for bringing that to me. Also, I remember everybody. I'm on
0: medication. I so was just about to. I, I can't be. I can't be held responsible for anything I've said.
1: I was just about to say that if if Matt says anything objectionable today, he can blame it all on the Nyquil because right. that's that is a, a a heavy deal. Um, God, that's funny. Uh, also, I was on the uh, the Washington site here, and um, there's not an assistant head coach on the staff currently, at least according right. to Commanders.com. So that could be, you mentioned title, that was the first, I hadn't really given that any thought until you said it there, and so assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator could be, uh, could be good in that department. But yeah, anyway, it, you're right, it, it would be hard for that situation to get worse, which also, I guess, provides a little bit of an opening for him to turn it around there.
0: And if Ron Rivera does what Andy Reid does, and, except you know being the defensive version of it, yeah. and just says, hey, EB... I, my defense is mine. Offense yep. is yours. I'm not going to meddle in it. It's what you do. I and mean, that's what Andy Reid does with his defensive coordinators. And that's what he's done with SPAC. So, you know, I mean, that, that that would be more power than he would get and more authority than he would get almost anywhere else as an offensive coordinator. I,
1: I think that that all tracks. I've, I've warmed up to that for him a little bit. It's just I'm also deeply frustrated for all the reasons that Ditto. Are are obvious, but with that with that being said, let, let's go back to the game a little bit, and then we can you know enjoy the the stories out of the parade and everything as well. But. um I, I don't, to be honest, and I'm, I'm hoping we're on the same page, I cannot remember what we did and didn't talk about on postgame because that was 3,000 <laughs> years ago, and it was like one forty five in the morning. Um, so I, uh, and also, presumably a different audience here today, what's the storyline that even now, almost a full week removed from the Super Bowl, that you feel like hasn't gotten enough run in terms of what helped the Kansas City Chiefs win another Super Bowl?
0: Ooh, that's a great question because, I mean, I'm trying to think about what's the most... Overlooked piece Uh, because I think that you know some of the some of the things that have been consistently overlooked. I think we've hit on. I mean, offensive line particularly has gotten the love that they certainly deserve this week, and you probably can't gush about them too much. Uh, Individual performances. I mean, you know, I I think that we probably even though the Eagles had a pretty good day, you still have to I think revel in the fact that. This uh, 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 all the rookies that were out there in the secondary, yeah, and yet they held up. I mean, I know they gave up thirty-five points. Yeah, we'll, we'll say that. We'll, put, we'll, we'll certainly say that. But I mean, as Andy Reid would say, it was ugly, but they got the job done. Yeah. I mean, there were moments. I mean, there were they had just enough. So maybe they don't. Maybe they're not deserving of as big of a pat on the back as I, I'm, I'm. I'm giving it here because it's just the one thing I can think of that we haven't really talked about this week, or I haven't ever talked about. But as well as Jalen Hurts played yeah. on Sunday, and as well as the Eagles receivers were playing, they could have given up 70. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how, how good the Eagles' offense was and how good their game plan was. I mean, it could have been worse. I, I agree 100%. They came, up with some big, they came up with some big moments when they needed them.
1: Yeah, yeah. And not, not only the fact that you could you could take seven of those points off the board since they scored seven of them on their own, if you'd like, but I agree 100%, Matt. It, the Eagles' offense was in fuego like it was a tremendous performance that the fact that they were able to get a three and out late in the game you get the scoop and score and 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 also the Eagles running game was a non-factor from the running backs i should say um hurts on the ground was uh well it hurt but i i agree 100 percent that there is there is credit to be given there even in a 35 point uh performance
0: and uh, and and we and this has been talked about in a lot of attention but um, I, I still see some disrespect, so I need to just call it out. I was in—I was picking up breakfast this morning in my neighborhood Chick Fil A in Liberty. So you folks are on blast right now. Oh no! Great. They had a you know world champion Super Bowl Chiefs on their chalkboard and everything. Fantastic. Then they had little numbers all over the board and everything, and there were a lot of numbers on there. A Kadarius Tony 19 was on there. Good for him. Big plays, big moments. Deserved it. Colin Saunders, 99 was on there. Colin Saunders a good dude, not, not begrudging. I didn't see a 77. And I'm just telling you, Chick-fil-A, yes. if there is not a 77 on there the next time I come in, I am I, I am going to go Karen all over
1: But <laughs> I, I thought that we might just start with the offensive line anyway and kind of the underappreciated department because I still think that's true. Um, fair to say that Andrew Wiley literally, upon further review, literally had the best game of his career in this game?
0: I think he's had some that were up there. Um, You know, he remember. You know, he had a day where he absolutely shut out Max Crosby. Mm, Good call. And and has probably played Max Crosby. You know, one of his old high school team, college teammate, rather. Probably played him better than anybody has in their career. Um, You know, he had a really good game when you know that I think was against the Saints when he had to step in. Um, at tackle, you know, and that way he had a really good game in that one, too. I, 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 I almost feel like, you know, you almost have to defend Andrew Wiley a bit to say that was the best game of his career, because while it was really, really good, I think it overlooks the fact that he's had other good games mm-hmm. that I think he just hasn't gotten credit for. Um, but that was, that, was a, that, was a, that was a great performance. I mean, that was a, and I know I said this after the game later night, that was a money-making performance for mm-hmm. Andrew Wiley.
1: I really don't want to go full off-season mode yet because again, there's, I think there's still confetti it's falling. Week, yeah.
0: exactly. Yeah. It's beautiful trash all over the
1: place. Yes, absolutely. But since since we're talking about Wiley and it being a money-making performance, I don't. We don't even have to go to like the Orlando Brown side unless you think it's really, really relevant. Do you get a feel of like, hey, the, the Chiefs are ultimately pretty happy with Wiley or are looking to upgrade? Or now is there? Do you feel like there is going to be a chance that he's made more money than the Chiefs are going to be willing to pay him?
0: Yeah, I, I am fitting into that second category, and it's, it's probably going to be the case with, uh, with quite a few faces. But, uh, I mean, you're right. I mean, it's I bet that's the reality of the business, and it's one of the side effects of, of having Patrick Mahomes, which is awesome, and you love it and everything, and you would never trade Patrick Mahomes for anything. But, you know, the existence of Patrick Mahomes, is, it means that you're, you have to make choices. And, yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine, I would be very surprised if, you know, because I think there's going to be a lot of teams interested and you know yeah there's I think there's gonna be somebody interested in giving you know Andrew Wiley a multi-year deal and if that's the case I, I just don't know if the Chiefs if that's a luxury the Chief's can afford
1: well it'd be a heck of a way for him to go out with uh, an incredible performance in a Super Bowl that leads to him getting a big bag of money to go play somewhere else I would would not begrudge Andrew Wiley one iota for that that's a that's a heck of a run um, on the offensive side again it, it's fascinating to me to look at the 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 uh, pass catchers, which I'm including all the running backs on, just sort of the general, I guess, the skill position players. But, you know, I don't like that phrase because I'm not here to disrespect offensive linemen by not calling them skill position players. But the traditionally accepted fantasy football draftable players (laughs) that this team had, obviously, Travis Kelsey just keeps being Travis Kelsey. And I I would like that to continue for the rest of uh, natural time uh, on this earth. But when you when you saw how the rest of things shook out, where you end up getting touchdowns to Kadarius Tony and Skymore in a game where they were not particularly involved in the passing game outside of that, you know the schematic things that they were able to do in the red zone there were hilarious and have now been. Uh, Covered in a corn-based batter Fried and discussed at great length uh, And Isaiah Pacheco Having all of the energy And the execution for all the world All in one um, Jarek McKinnon as well it, the, the final sort of look back for you On the Chiefs' position groupings that were overhauled so much this offseason, specifically in the Super Bowl, and then kind of, uh, I don't know, how how that picture ultimately was painted for the Chiefs. I'm, I'm just sort of curious how that left you because it, it changed every week. Like Marquez Valdez Scantling had a season saving performance and then was not a pass catcher in the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. I mean, I go back to this offseason and, you know, and not the, not the, collect the receipts card or anything like that or pat myself on the back, which I will now absolutely do. You should, um, But I said, hey, different doesn't mean worse. This Chiefs mm-hmm. offense was going to be different. It didn't mean it was necessarily going to be worse. It could have been better. There are ways in which you could argue that this Chiefs offense was better than it was a year ago because they were number one in the league in a lot of categories, and they won the Super Bowl. Um, so, I mean, I think you could make that case even that without Tyreek they were better, but Once again, I mean, they were different. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And and part of it was, I think, absolutely that Brad Veach and his staff deserves a lot of credit for going out and finding some depth for that receiver group. That was something that, if they had it before, it wasn't tapped into. And the reason it wasn't tapped into was, you know, I think Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback now than he was even a year, two or three years ago. Um, The last couple of seasons, I thought one of his few flaws was that in crunch time, you knew that the ball was going to Tyreek or Travis. And whether that was reflective on a lack of confidence or a lack of performance from others in the lineup, or just simply, you know, he wasn't there yet in his career to, to be willing to trust other guys, the fact that they had a deep group and Mahomes trusted them was huge. And, and, and as a result, you, exactly what you said. I mean, we we talked in the past about how there was a different guy every week, you know, because I mean, Sammy Watkins would have a big week, or Demar- mm-hmm. Mark, Demarcus Robinson would, would step up one week. But it wasn't consistent, and it certainly wasn't happening in December and January. In December and January, it was Travis and Tyreek, and that was it. And as a result of other guys, you know, stepping up and being involved this year, I think this we could probably confidently say that this offense was not only different than a year ago, but it was better than a year ago. Um, I, I think the, the running back room is another good example of that. I mean, it certainly ended the season completely different from where it started and what we expected. I, I mean, I get that a lot of people were thinking that by the end of the year, Isaiah Pacheco was going to be the starter. I certainly thought that was a possibility. Um, but I don't think that anybody would have, you know, thought that it would have worked as well as it did. Nobody could have seen Jerick McKinnon having the sure. performance that he had late in the season. Um, I mean, to me, that's really, you know, a, a unique ability to to basically restructure and rebuild that running back room as the season went on. That's pretty impressive, too. And I think that's something we, we haven't talked about enough.
1: Um- there's two. There's two branches here. One of them is much sillier. I'm gonna. I'm gonna risk looking forward and do the less silly one first. Of uh, do. Do you think that that again? I don't really want to do like a free agency preview yet. But but with the season playing out the way that it did with those pass catchers, like you just laid out, do you think that's going to be seen as? validating the Chiefs' strategy in that way, where they continue to kind of build like that for the, the foreseeable future? Or do you think that they might try to go find their next, like, true number one wide receiver that they kind of build around and then just maybe try to have the the depth that is obviously much easier said than done?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's dangerous, because on the one hand, I think you have to acknowledge that, you know, it, it, and Patrick Mahomes is not going to have Travis Kelsey 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm sorry. I don't mean to break I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Travis Kelsey is going to be catching passes at 43, and I'm just full of it. But that's the one thing that you've got to be prepared for is that, yeah. I mean, this offense needs to, to worry about the future after Travis Kelsey. That's That, to me, is the number one long-term threat. You just need to have – somebody that's able to take the baton going forward. The one thing that I don't think you want to take away from this and is dangerous and I don't think Brett Beach and his staff will is the what I, I like to call the Green Bay effect, which is that mm. you've got Patrick Mahomes, you can just throw five hobos out there, right. and you're going to be able to move the football. No, no. And I know Brett Beach doesn't believe in that because one of the things that he said that when they brought in Sammy Watkins, we're always going to give this guy weapons. So I don't think they're going to short shrift the, the receiver position. I think they're going to continue to invest in it, and that means all of the above. I mean, to me, it means continuing the draft. Uh, it means keeping some of your guys. It means dipping into free agency. Uh, at times, it's going to be rebuilding or retooling. You know, you're going to have to trade somebody that you really like in order to move on. Because once again, when your quarterback's making was it 17 percent of the cap this year, it's going to get, it's, continue, it's going to continue to go up. You're going to have to make business decisions and have bargains and and find places where you can save money. So you can do that at receiver, but you can't you can't do what like when you did to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got to make sure that you have at least some investment in that and that you hit on some of your draft picks and you make smart decisions.
1: I'm interested to see, especially like with guys like Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony, who should be in line for larger workloads next year. Health, you know, obviously a question for Tony, but we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, to, to see if they might also be able to kind of have their, I don't know what, two-year plans of kind of uh, acquiring and developing and then getting a guy comfortable through an off season and then fully in the fray. I, I wonder if that might be some sort of little middle ground, perhaps, where they're able to, to cheat the system a little bit.
0: Yeah, and you know, I, I, and I, I, first of all, I mean, I'm, I'm amazed. I I, I I had a little floor for what I thought, even a ceiling for what I thought Kadarius Tony could be this year, and this was the I mean, this was the absolute feeling. It's so good, I mean, man. If not, if not, burst through it. I mean, um, I, I had done a piece where I believe um, I you know noted that I think like the most successful mid um, midseason edition um, for a receiver, or at least one after the like after the after training camp started. I kind of remember now. I want to think of like Donnie Avery or something. I mean, you know, somebody's coming <laughs> in and getting like 180 yards. I mean, yeah. that's the best you could hope for. Um, and, and Tony, I mean, the yardage wasn't necessarily that big of a deal, but the, the plays were huge. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I mean, just think about what. Yeah, think about what the potential is. If one, the Chiefs get him into a good training program that's able to keep him healthy which you know they're going to do. I mean, they have done an incredible job with that in the past as far as getting guys on the right diets and getting them in the right you know, training programs so that they do stay healthy. I mean, look at Travis. I mean, good oh. grief. I never misses a game. I mean, they've got good examples of that. So they're able to do that and then introduce him to the rest of the playbook. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to, see, a lot, a lot to like there. And Sky Moore to me was not a disappointment at all. I mean, that to me was a pretty good standard year from what you'd expect from to me a non elite first round rookie in you know at an Andy Reed and Andy Reed often yep. usually these receivers don't do well and and sky i thought had some really nice moments and you're right i mean to me he's absolutely poised to, to make a bigger impact next year
1: totally subjective question that that has no wrong answers Isn't but this if the funny one no, this is no. This is actually this is more funny and less uh, less. I'm looking forward to the funny one. Eh, funny is the wrong word. Um, perhaps waste of time is the other one, but we'll see. It, it might also like make us chuckle. But this is this is the fun question that we're going to have before we take a little break, which is if I made you choose right now, you are only allowed from from this point forward in their chiefs careers. You are only allowed to watch either Isaiah Pacheco or Kadarius Tony. Who do you choose?
0: Ooh. Only watch them?
1: Only, you got, you, you, one of those two, you you, you just see a, like a, a, a void where they are at. Your, your brain cannot physically <laughs> comprehend. See, I, I put those two together because they make me feel some of the same things, which is just pure electric football joy. I, I love watching those two dudes run with the football.
0: Yeah, I, I do, I do like. Yeah, you put it that way. I really do love watching Isaiah Pacheco play. I, but here's the thing. I mean, if you give me the best of both worlds, if I could watch Kadarius Tony up until the point that he gets tackled, and yet I could still, but Definitely. and I could not see, I could not see him celebrate, but I could see Isaiah <laughs> Pacheco. Once he gets up off the ground after a tackle.
1: Oh, that's good. Okay, so not even yeah. at the point of contact, but once once the whistle blows, you can start suddenly start seeing Pacheco again.
0: Yeah, because I mean, you know, I, I, I've I've made my Danny Rojas Isaiah yes. Pacheco comparison before. Football yes. is life. Um, Kadarius totally <laughs> plays like Danny Rojas until the tackle, and then Kadarius, and, and then it's Isaiah Pacheco is after yeah. the tackle with Danny Rojas and football is life.
1: That's that's but, a God. that is a good. Uh, uh, a, a good, like, uh, m- a minor adjustment, if we can get the football gods to allow that. I just—I I think that they both make me feel the same things, and then Pacheco has the violence, and Tony has just, like— th- I don't—I I don't understand how Kadarius Tony moves the way he does. Like, it, it genuinely doesn't feel quite possible, like what I know about just how human beings generally move— but I also don't know where all of Isaiah Pacheco. It's like Isaiah Pacheco runs with a force field around him, and Kadarius Tony has like feet that move twice as fast as anybody else.
0: I mean, it, Kadarius Tony it, it moves like he's on like repulsor lifts in Star Wars yes, or something. Love I mean, that. It's just like yeah, you just feel... this. He's like a land speeder, and you just see this little fuzziness underneath him, and then all of a sudden he turns directions and corn dogs his way into the end zone.
1: Kadarius Tony's a land speeder. Isaiah Pacheco is Danny Rojas. He is Matt Derrick of Chiefs Digest. More zone
0: next. The Zone with Jason Anderson. Now, Matt, the
1: obvious conclusion of this segment, I'm gonna go ahead and let you just sort of warm up the pipes and decide if you've got a <laughs> Wookiee, if you've got a wookie call in you. Here's what I'm gonna say leading up to that. You can follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Derrick. You can check out his book at last, the Kansas City Chiefs Unforgettable 2019 Championship Season, forward by Kevin Harlan at Triumphbooks.com/slash Chiefs win. And his Wookie impression sounds like this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> On sports radio eight ten WHB
1: <laughs> Oh that that man himself, Matt Derrick of Chiefs Digest, still with us here in the zone. I'm Joshua Briscoe with Beards McFly, Jason Anderson out today. So uh so the mat the mice will play. I think it's more or less what's happening here, Matt. Uh, I had a couple uh, other questions about your uh, your trip to Arizona. Generally speaking, I uh, I saw you tweet about some of the food and some things about El Polo. El, El Polo. Good God! That sorry. I have to. I've got no beards. Please don't cut that. No, it's the no. It's the least cultured I've ever sounded. No, I can roll my L's. Let me roll my L's. Let me say Pollo. You went to you went to you El polo. you went to El Polo Loco. Matt and I'm just I don't I've never been and I just wanted to know how your uh, food experience in, in Arizona went because I you know there's some there's some great stuff down there. I need you to take us on a little tour.
0: That is exactly how uh, we would say it in, in Springfield, in the Ozarks. God, trip. man, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> We'd also have to say welcome y'all.
1: Nothing uh, wrong with y'all, y'all's y'all. I've 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 started adopting y'all over the last few years, but uh, El Polo was a tough one for me. Just then. that's what El Polo is what George Carlock has played, right? Exactly.
0: El Pollo Loco, the, uh, the yeah, the uh, the official uh, Mexican-fired chick- grilled chicken uh, uh, official of Matt Derrick and Mitchell Schwartz. Yes, <laughs> um, just a, a really good fast food chicken. Uh, it's not fried or greasy in any way. You know, it's all flame-grilled, you know, and everything. It's got a, a great Mexican rub on it. So, you know, the, the chicken is great. Um, the sides are fantastic. You know, you've got rice, there's beans. Uh, I, I favor the corn and the macaroni and cheese myself. Mm. I, think, I feel like I'm probably forgetting a couple of the other sides because I, I don't usually get them. Um, but they come with tortillas, too. These really warm, either hot corn or flour tortillas. I've never had the corn because I prefer the flour, and the flour ones are awesome. Uh, I, yeah, and they have, other, they have other things, too, now. I mean, they kind of have it a growing menu, so there's burritos, and there's all these other things. It's not just, you know, chicken. There's, I mean, everything has chicken, I think, for the most part. There's probably some vegetarian dishes in there, too. Uh, but then they've got great sauces and, and sauces. I mean, there's some great picos. There's, there's an avocado salsa. Um, it's to me. It's it's not a Mexican restaurant. It's it's a it's a chicken restaurant with Mexican flavors. Oh man! So I mean, they're coming to Kansas City. So they, oh they, wait, they, when wait you, is that true? It is. They they uh, they say they have said that they are coming to Kansas City. They're bringing locations and, and supposedly Mitch Schwartz and I are going to be the first ones to know when they're when they're opening and what the plan is. So I, I, I expect Mitch to know first and me to know um, considerably after that. But there's a new chicken place coming. There's a new chicken place coming. And if they are not sponsors and, and have us at remotes there on a weekly basis, they don't know what they're doing.
1: I need El Pollo Loco, whose name I'm saying correctly, in hopes that they will be coming on to the show shortly, that the Matt Derrick Hour every week on Friday is very open for the coolest, easiest sponsorship of all time, because all we have to do is just open. We, uh, saying the name, I think, will start the endorsement from Matt. We know it's we know it's legit. Like half, I just scrolled down their Twitter timeline for the first time. Like half of their tweets from the last week are about you and uh, Mitchell Schwartz and your guys's tweets about them, which is just stupendous. And I, I mean, my two favorite food groups are Mexican and chicken. So this, this is really exciting and also concerning that I didn't know about this until you started tweeting about them.
0: It, it, it's it's really really good. I, I had it for the first time. Uh, when I was in San Diego a few years ago and just absolutely first time was like, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. I'd always heard heard about it and everything. Uh, It didn't really do it justice. So I feel like I I hope I'm not, you know, building it up too much that, you know, people are then going to be like, oh, Matt just said this is the greatest thing in the history of mankind. And and if it's not, you know, the equivalent of of tasting God, then I'm, I'm disappointed.
1: Beards. I don't, really, still, really I don't know if you're still. I don't know still editing, editing sad fans, but if you could just mark Matt Derrick saying, uh, I don't. If it's not like tasting God, I would just like to have that for the future as well. Because oh, that's again.
0: cold medication. Another endorsement besides like that. Uh,
1: what was the uh, What was the best thing you ate in Arizona? Non El Pollo Loco uh, uh, categories.
0: Uh, oh man, that is that's a that's a tough challenge because there was there were some really good ones. A um, my, my friend of mine took me out. The first meal was at the, the Mexican place. Always eat the Mexican when you're in the desert. Have to. And in Phoenix, have to. That was really good. I wish I could remember the name of it, but it was really, really good. Um, Had some good pizza one night, that was fun. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not normally one to bash free food, but I guess I will. And I won't, I won't single out the, the place or anything, but there was a Super Bowl party. And it was supposed to be, you know, kind of a hoity toity kind of a thing. And I'd never been before, so I was like, okay, well, I'll go check this one out. And it was the most underwhelming thing I've ever had. Oh, I mean, that's annoying. there was a brisket taco. And, you know, normally I would hear the work brisket and taco. Yeah. And I'm all over that. Yeah. Um, because there's some really good brisket tacos here in Kansas City. Um, that, I could not, I mean, it was only, it was, it was, it was, you know, canapé size. It was just. Mm, a small bite, I couldn't eat I I ate half of it and had to throw the rest out. It was terrible. Oh man. Oh that had, that hurts me, man. That hurts oh, me. They had what looked like a barbecue sauce on it, but it was no identifiable regional barbecue sauce that oh. I could identify. Um and I say that having never had California barbecue sauce because that's a that's a misnomer. It's an oxymoron. Yeah. So maybe that's what it was, but it was terrible. There was a there was a wood fired pizza that was about I don't know eighty five percent crust. Oh man,
1: yeah. No, that listen. Uh, are
0: you um?
1: You're caught up through the most recent season of the Great British Bake Off, right? I am yes. So one thing, Renee and I, fiance Renee and I, uh, frequently will will watch. We watch a lot of British cooking uh, content. Sometimes it's it's shows like Bake Off. Uh, there's a YouTube channel that that's a bunch of Brits doing cooking stuff. That's always great. But they have they have recently this this one YouTube channel. It's called Sorted Food. If anyone's looking to add some uh, YouTube food content to their life, but they recently took a trip to the uh, to the south, to our south here on this side of the pond, and watching them like try American South barbecue was so validating because I I think I get kind of sucked into the idea sometimes. Everything that's from where you're not from is a little more like exotic. The idea of these other cuisines from other places and everything. And so we've just been so spoiled here with so much good food. Not just uh, the barbecue we have, but going back to Bake Off when they had Mexican week and they had to make tortillas or as I would (laughs) call them from 30 seconds ago, tortillas. Um, when they were, when they had to go through that experience, it really helped me appreciate even things like the beauty of Tex-Mex. In addition to authentic Mexican food and all of the things that come with it, I'm just—I've had some real uh, civic pride in the food department recently, and I'm—I'm I'm glad you've also
0: been able to hopefully experience that. I would love to see what would happen if Paul Hollywood had some Kansas City barbecue. I don't, yeah, what do you think? It would, what do you, what would he say? I don't know. What would I mean, it sound I like? We, I, Can think we get it I think it would. I think it would freak him out. <laughs> uh, I'm just. I'm just. I'm just not sure if if, if, Joe's, if Joe's Kansas City would get a handshake or not.
1: I think, oh boy, I think I think they would. But some British food is just so odd to me, man. Like everything's in a pie. Why is everything always in a pie? I don't. I don't hate it. I look. If someone was like, hey, 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 uh, any barbecue restaurant in Kansas City, if you make a uh, a, a like a pulled pork barbecue hand pie, I will order it. I will eat it. I will love it happily. But it's it's just not really a, a path that we go down as often as they seem to.
0: We're not as big on our savory pie here as they are. Yeah,
1: but I think we could be though because we, we're big on our sandwiches. What's the difference, right? We just got to split down the middle.
0: Which uh, uh, speaking of YouTube and sandwiches, if you haven't ever seen um, uh, lawyers what having lunch eating sandwiches, that's. That's a good
1: one. Lawyers having lunch, eating lunches. Okay, I've Googled that, so I will be watching that uh, very shortly. I can't wait. Thank you, you for the invitation. you say
0: that, I give you all of these recommendations, and you've never watched a single
1: one. But these are like six minutes. at a, These look like they're less than ten minutes, and Matt, that's yeah. about my attention span. Matt, you're not alone on this, by the way. No, but Beards is like, you gotta you got to watch the, you got to read the Game of Thrones books. I was like, well, I thank you, Beards, for your recommendation. You didn't say that. I'm exaggerating.
0: You, I sent you a link to one episode of WKRP in Cincinnati
1: you still haven't watched have you okay it was it was a Thanksgiving one, right
0: yeah and I said it in like October I think
1: it was definitely pre thanksgiving <laughs> okay I'm gonna find the full episode again I have got a tab open although
0: in retrospect i am I am concerned that, that if you watch it with Rhodesce you might be mad at me because <laughs> I mean just remember no 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 animals were far harmed in the film get that
1: episode <laughs> but animals may have been farmed it sounds like <laughs>
0: Well, depending on your medication.
1: Uh, all right. Well, yeah. I see. I here's really you know who I blame. I blame Renee because <laughs>
0: I can't. Oh, that's convenient.
1: No, this is this is good. This is going to be good for my uh, upcoming marriage and then continual life after. Uh, I just I blame Renee for not giving me enough free time to watch all of the cool videos you send me. It's really her fault, and it's not about my own attention span or forgetfulness or um, general inability to follow through on my incredible. I have. I didn't actually know this number until just now. My um my YouTube watch later list has 391 videos on it.
0: I would I would have taken the over.
1: And I do I usually do try to take them off the list after I have actually watched them and uh I've scrolled a pretty long way now and I cannot find this WKRP uh episode. So um yeah, it's been. You definitely sent it to me a little while ago. This one's. Uh, let me go ahead and just pat chest, hand up. That's uh, that one's on me.
0: Oh, sorry, oh it's Matt. definitely on you. It's oh. definitely on you. Oh, you're just a constant disappointment. I just want you to know that.
1: Sound like my parents.
0: As a matter of fact, you know what? I am going to uh, correct the spelling of your name on my phone and no. take away the E. What? Because the E is no longer for excellence. You know what?
1: This actually might have paid off for me because if I can, if you add a second E for like maybe, maybe I'm Joshua Briscoe now because uh, the D stands for disappointment.
0: You will be, you will be Joshua Beautiful Trash Briscoe in my heart.
1: Once again I'm good with that one. That era- I mean, we we've, we've we've come full circle Matt and uh I'm I'm willing to accept that that new naming convention. Thank you for uh the time all year long. I I am not this is not like the last time we're going to talk to you. We'll just talk to you again on Friday, but uh all all from the uh from the Super Bowl itself to your uh, cold medicine fogged up brain today. I appreciate you very much for uh just generally being around to make this show just a little bit better than it would have been without you.
0: I, I find that hard to believe, but uh, it, it's always a ride with you, Joshua. You and Jason and Beard. it has been a heck of a season. Let's do it again.
1: Let's do it again, man. Let's. Uh, are you getting? A, you get a ring from the team, right? I mean, you're, you get your credentialed.
0: Um, I think I'm just lucky on a daily basis. If I, you know, don't get my credential game, from the team. so <laughs> That's much much less are they going to give me something. <laughs>
1: as long as they don't take anything, yeah. it's a it's a win. Uh, thank you very much, Matt. We will uh, we'll chat again very very soon. Take care, Joshua. Matt Derrick, com. You can follow him on Twitter, at Matt Derrick, for his food takes, his food endorsements, his uh, YouTube videos that I put on my Watch Later list and then forget to watch for months on end because I'm a bad friend. Beards is shaking his head at me. Which one's the most offensive to you, Beards? Which one have I let you down on that's, that's hurt you the most? In terms of things I haven't watched. Either House of the Dragon or Last of Us, because... I told you like as those were starting. Yeah, get on it now. Yeah, yeah Then yeah. you'll be able to because you like the cultural zeitgeist moment. I do love the zeitgeist. You're and so you're right. Just like
0: yeah, sure I'll watch it and then never.
1: How's the dragon came out Sunday nights? Right during yeah. football season. Mm. I got sleepy.
0: I watched I Sunday night football and go lot.
1: to bed. I don't think it was during football season. I think it was, wasn't it? You can look it up. I. Uh, I'm I. I'm disappointed in myself for not watching, not having watched House of the Dragon yet. I can semi-blame Renee for Lord of the Rings because we've talked about like we both would kind of like to watch that, so we just need to start that one at some point. I'm at a real crossroads on The Last of Us. Beards, are you caught up currently? Yes. Um, also, uh, I'll, I'll slightly give it to you. The first episode of House of the
0: Dragon came out in August, and it went through September and October. So
1: that's honestly that started earlier than I thought it did. Fine, um, but I still just wish I would have. Uh I wish I would have watched that one when it came out. I'm... First of all, I experienced The Last of Us in real life, Beards, okay? Because I walked five miles through downtown Kansas City through what I can only describe as a zombie horde, okay? I've lived it. I've experienced that. I don't need to watch the show about it. And also, I don't... I don't go out of my way looking for zombie material... And from what I can tell, it's a it's a pretty depressing watch. And I'm just not, they're not zombies, they're fun guy. It doesn't they're, sound very fun at all. They're fun guys. I don't think they sound like very fun guys. Sounds horrible.
0: Also, they've had episodes in Kansas City.
1: I know, but I like I just said I've lived it. Is it Pedro Pascal? Yes. Do you think he walked five full miles filming this? That's maybe. If they want me to guest star in it, I'll watch everything that I haven't been in up to that point. No guarantees that I'll watch it after I'm no longer in it, though. I am willing to extend my services if HBO is listening. Odds are someone who works for HBO somewhere along the chain is probably listening to the show, right? It's a big company. Send it up the ladder, and then I'll start watching The Last of Us. Just right after I get done with this episode of uh, WKRP that Matt Derrick sent me in October. I'm a disappointment. More disappointments next.
0: The Zone with Jason Anderson. This is the best hair on the station, this show here. On Sports Radio 810 WHB. There are a lot of different
1: ways you can interact with us here in the zone. Usually, Jason's got the text line open, but Jason Anderson is out today. Myself, Joshua Briscoe with Beards McFly here with you for our four hours. In the meantime, you can watch the show in a whole bunch of places. Whatever floats your boat, you can watch us on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, or uh, what am I said? Facebook. There are four of them. I just forgot the order for a second. Uh, any of those places, just search for Sports Radio 810. You'll find us. We're live every day from 10 to 2, where you can, you know... See us That's That's nice Beards Put yourself on camera And wave to the Beautiful people On the, the video feed I love when you turn On the camera And it you look like The most scared deer Ever It's, really, it's a really good Aesthetic that you've built Um But you can You can see us Which is not, Look Beautiful trash Maybe But I'm not saying You gotta watch us So you can see us the best thing you can do is join in the comment section in those places. Beards, we uh, we got one last uh, last segment? Uh, we did. It was, we've, got, we've gotten several. We've gotten but, several, but this one is from a Michelle Briscoe. Yeah, rings uh, a bell. Says, not true. Never said those words to you ever. I think that was when I told Matt Derrick he sounded like my parents when he said I was a disappointment. That does make sense. And I will clarify, my mom has never said that. It's just the look that she gives me every time I open my mouth. I think that one might have uh, ended up being the thing that has my phone ringing in the commercial break. Mom, please please don't, please don't call around. i on the radio. At 2 o'clock, if you need to call and tell me to stop making jokes about you being disappointed can in me. I the backdoor line if you want. I don't want that. And we've got Kendall Gammon next anyway. Whew! What a save.